0: Good morning, it's your Friday night DM, Shay Cormack here. Thank you for joining me again on the second uh, episode of my new season, which is um, documenting the creation and the journey of starting an open table hex crawl in my um, garage on a Friday night so that the local players and uh, those that haven't played before can have an opportunity to come along and try out D&D with very little Um, Commitment. This morning I'd like to speak about uh, setting theme. A theme for your um, game that you want to run as an open table. And uh, there's two main things I've got to think about and talk about with you in this regard. First is the concept of um, a vanilla setting or you could say a generic fantasy setting. It's a great idea to have a very generic setting to start with because one of the goals of an open table and a, and a hex crawl is what's referred to as emergent play. So we're going to be relying on random tables to determine um, what happens when people travel around on the map. and random tables to determine what monsters they meet and what the disposition of those monsters are, whether they're friendly or unfriendly. So we can have strange things like happening, like the first time you meet ogres, they're very friendly people, and you end up making friends with the ogres. So then you might have a whole story arc that starts to develop where the ogres need your help for some reason, because the next thing you meet are the elves, and the elves are very unfriendly and it turns out the elves are attacking the ogres and the poor old ogres need help against the elves. So we wanna have this emergent play coming from the results of the random rolls on the tables and the inspiration that the players and the dungeon master uh, take from those rolls. And so we need a a generic setting that's just a blank slate uh, for these emergent ideas emergent storylines to develop from. Having a vanilla setting or a generic setting also makes it really easy um, for the players to engage in because we've all got such a mishmash of um, fantasy genre books and movies and ideas and games already in our brains that we can come to a really generic fantasy setting in it and our brains kind of paint onto um, that blank canvas the pictures and ideas and and themes that we carry within us. So it might look a little bit different in each person's perception, but having that that very bland um, setting will allow everyone to come in and participate um, in a kind of equal way. Also another benefit of having this vanilla setting is you can purchase content from other creators or find other free content from other Dungeons and Dragons creators that's also quite generic. And easily um, put it into your setting. And this is gonna reduce your amount of workload for creating um, dungeons and adventure locations and NPCs and other encounters for your setting because you'll be able to outsource that to other creators and um, there's a, there's quite a lot of quite bland or generic um, stuff out there for you to purchase or to get access to because some of it's intentionally made especially kind of in the old-school scene intentionally made so you can grab it and fit it into your setting once you have um, got extra content from other creators and added into your setting it's vanilla it's also really easy to color that in with some of the flavors that are developing on your table so as I said maybe you've met the ogres turns out they're nice guys persecuted by the elves and you buy um, some product um, from another creator about elves Um, and so but it's elves who are fighting uh, some kind of traditional enemy goblins or Something like that, and you just take out all the goblins and substitute them for ogres, and you find the the NPC, the elvish NPCs in the adventure who are noble good guys, and you just change them to be horrible bastards and now you 've taken this product that was intended uh, to be quite generic um, and about a different type of thing, and you 've just added the flavor that you 've discovered through the emergent play at your table so there's some really great advantages to playing with a a vanilla setting but I think it's a great idea to add one or two themes um, to your setting they might be in the background um, or maybe one of them is quite upfront and um, aggressive and confronting to the players I think uh, doing this is good for a couple of reasons. I'll start with the kind of background idea. As a dungeon master, you probably have some themes and ideas that you would like to, that you find interesting, that you would like to try out. And so this is an opportunity to just inject a little bit of your flavor into the game. Because no matter how generic you want to make it, A lot of this is going to be flowing out of your imagination, your motivations and desires, and so run with that. Find what's interesting to you, that you want to pursue in this, that you want to, the situations you want to put the players in, and see how they react to, so that you can all explore some kind of question or theme. Uh, So, in the case of the hex crawl that I'm putting together for this summer, I want to to start with at least. pursue the theme of childhood adventures so we're going to have characters that are starting off as um, children around the age of 10 or 11 um, and we're going to have starting adventures in the in the area close to their village that they live in that are quite whimsical folk ish um, more about discovering magical and interesting uh, things and and characters and also discovering more interesting things about your own character um, than the traditional just hack and slash and and stealing loot. So yeah, having some kind of passive background theme uh, that you can always keep coming back to explore is is a cool idea. And then there's the idea of having a a more aggressive um, in your face theme that really is gonna grab the attention of the players and give them something to deal with. So I haven't really decided what that's going to be in my current hex crawl there may not, I may not go with this, but in my previous hex crawl, that theme was a never-ending winter. So there was a never-ending winter with blizzards and snow all the time, and the characters, whenever they were adventuring around the landscape, they could quite easily get caught in really bad weather. The weather was always poorly, um, which was always a detriment to them, but it could become extremely bad and life-threatening. And I felt that gave the players an extra motivation to confront whatever the source of this never-ending winter was. So they would have, um, I've talked about in the previous episode, the idea of a default action. If the players don't know what they want to do, at the very minimum, they can go to the next hex and explore it. But also, the players now have another default motivation. We hate blizzards. We're pretty sure there's some kind of evil wizard behind this. Let's find him and kill him so we can get rid of the winter. And of course, you know, they'd meet farmers all the time who were lamenting the fact that their crops were perishing and their stock was dying and, uh, you know, they were going hungry. So there was this motivation to figure something out. and I thought that was really good and I, I'm probably gonna as I begin developing more of my setting at the moment I'm gonna look for something striking um, about Some of the ideas I come up with and maybe there's one of those ideas that I can really turn the volume up on You know and make that a really important um, part of the setting something that's going to confront the players quite early on and um, you know, maybe um, that could be some some design of the ultimate enemy they're going to have to fight at the very end of the campaign, or or at least one of the minor bosses that they'll confront in the next several months, or who might continually plague them as their nemesis. Something along those lines. I'm not too sure. Anyway, that's that's two ideas I've got about um, theme for your setting. Having Having a generic um, vanilla fantasy setting with a couple of themes involved in it that you've of your own creation, um, one of those themes may be very aggressive in, a, um, in the faces of the characters. I've got to say I'm really lucky um, to have a group of friends who play d and with me on a Friday night who are not only supportive of the idea of, our, of us opening up our table, on a Friday night to other people in our community to come along and try out D&D whether they come for a short period of time or whether they become regular players with us. They're supportive of that but they're supportive of the theme um, that I would like to pursue um, at the start of this hex crawl. Now just because we start with a particular theme doesn't mean we have to stick with it. Um, We can move to another area of the map where this theme or these things aren't in effect any longer. We can reboot um, and start with new characters in the new area of the map and pursue different ideas and themes. So we don't have to be completely married to this theme um, but I wanted to get their approval before I put some work in because I'm going to create a reasonable amount of content around the theme that I've decided on and um, I didn't want to do that if my favourite players, my long time players that have been hanging out with me if they weren't going to enjoy it. I wanted something they were going to enjoy as well as something that um, new players could enjoy. So I asked them and they were all supportive of my idea. So I'll tell you quickly about the theme that I've got so far. This is more like the passive theme in the background of the setting. And I'm still looking for that aggressive theme that I might be able to put in as well. So the theme I'm going with is the players are children. Age 10 or 11 (coughs) they live in a small village on a moderately sized island so there's a limit to to how far they can explore at the moment later on there'll be uh, options of either taking ships or whatnot and leaving the island uh, for either other islands or or the mainland but we've got a smaller space um, and smaller people and smaller adventures and I, that's the main idea i had and i'm starting to let that um, idea of having l- little children um, begin to infuse all my decisions about the kind of um, adventures that i'm creating um, for them and uh, i really want it to be folk tale-ish or fairy tale-ish um, i was about to i was about to say think about the witcher um, but a lot less bloodshed and a you know a lot less um, scary and deadly. Um, but also the the one of the real uh, motivations I want to take uh, or inspirations is I love um, the movie Totoro and all of the Studio Ghibli movies that have come out of Japan in the well, they decades ago now, but r- really classic anime that explores um, the the end of childhood. Um, the end of innocence, uh, the clash between um, the old ways and tradition and nature clashing against uh, new ways and technology and progress um, in a real fairy tale esque kind of way, folktale esque way. So, I want to try and create adventures along that theme, and I really hope it works, and I hope the players are intrigued by the fantastical. Um, imaginative ideas that they encounter um, and the responses that their it evokes in their characters um, and the wonderful ways of progressing their characters that I've got in mind for them so that's what my ideas are now I'll leave it there because I just want to stick to one topic but before I go I want to tell you about a great resource and a wonderful person uh, Jason Hobbs I uh, heard about Um, Hex crawls originally from uh, just some comments that Jason Hobbs made on his um, main podcast which is called Hobbs and Friends, well worth checking out where he interviews uh, content creators for D&D, especially kind of the old school style of uh, D&D but he also has two other podcasts, one is called Random Screed which is a daily kind of podcast where he talks about his personal life and gaming and the most important podcast in this uh, in context of this podcast is his other podcast called Talk, and that's a wonderful podcast it's a series of about eight episodes where he and two others delve into a lot of the nitty-gritty of um, how to create and run a hex crawl and it's well worth checking out and I would just like to Personally, say to Jason, I hope he listens to this, uh, that I really appreciate his influence in my gaming life and in my personal life too. Thanks, Jason. Have a great time, everybody, and I will talk to you again soon about our next topic, which is probably West Marches or Hex Crawls.